Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho College murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? It is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag Cyber Sleuths. The Idaho Murders. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Good morning. It is Friday, July 30th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn. I hope everyone has had a good week so far. Enjoyed our discussion with Blair Angulo yesterday regarding Pac-12 Media Days and is looking forward to what will hopefully be a good weather weekend wherever you may be. Before we start, I wanted to remind everyone that if you like what you hear, make sure to drop us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We love to see your comments and would be so gracious for feedback if you want us to cover a topic we haven't already or if we haven't hit your favorite team yet as we preview all the power five schools and some group of fives as well this offseason on the college football daily of course if we have already covered your favorite team and you missed it or you want to listen back don't worry we have all the episodes for you just go to spotify search for the playlist across the country with the college football daily and listen as we preview your favorite program We are continuing our goal of hitting all the Power 5 teams and a few group of five schools today as we preview Pittsburgh. Joining me on the podcast and on the line now, covering Pitt football and recruiting for 24-7 sports, Panther247.com is Ed O'Brien. Ed, thanks so much for coming on and giving me some time today. really appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate you having me on. So, Ed, I want to start with the fan perspective on the program, right? Specifically on Pat Narduzzi. Look, he's been consistently between six and eight wins. One year, I know, went five and seven. But he really hasn't been able to raise that ceiling past eight wins. You know, he's reached that mark three times, but two of those came in his first two seasons. And, you know, in the four seasons since, he's just averaged about six wins a year. What is the fan opinion on Narduzzi going into year seven? You know, are they starting to, I guess grow a little, I would say, impatient that he hasn't been able to hit nine or even, dare I say, that 10 double-digit win season? You know, with the, uh, the Pitt football fan base, I definitely they started to grow a little bit more impatient, especially with the progress of the offense over the past couple of years, maybe three or four last, you know, three or four last years. The defense has been considerably, considerably strong during his tenure, but it's just other things that have, as you mentioned, not enabled him to get past that six, seven, eight win mark on a uh, consistent basis. So I think there's a little frustration, but what you also get is like, all right, who 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 would you bring into Pitt to do better than what he's doing? And to be honest with you, I think some of the fan base may have tempered their expectations and are kind of realistic in regards to, I'll mention the recruiting, as far as the type of recruits they can get into the, into the program. Now, they may not be able to beat, let's say, Clemson, but I do think the fan base expects them to beat the second-tier teams in the ACC. So I think the frustration lies within there. Sometimes they lose the teams they're not supposed to. Would you say he's on the hot seat at all, or you know, not necessarily, you know, because again, expectations you said have kind of been tempered because they haven't been able to, or they sometimes lose to those second tier ACC teams when it comes to recruiting and they haven't been able to reach that nine ten win plateau and that nine ten win ceiling. Is he on the hot seat at all? Or is this just kind of something that, you know, we're monitoring? I'll say the seat is warm because the same results for this, you know, for, for during this, you know, same time, like the amount of time he's been there at some point, you know, the program may look to, you know, find somebody that can get pit over the uh, hump 
with the talent they have. So I'm leaning towards warm, but I think it can get hot depending on how this season goes. So let's take a look at the offense, right? All eyes turn to Kenny Pickett. He's back for one more season, and obviously even further improvement is expected from him. We just spoke, obviously, about possible pressure on Pat Narduzzi, but what about pressure now on Kenny Pickett? You know, what does he need to do now in his final season to help Pittsburgh possibly get to that next level and go higher than that eight-win ceiling that they've been stuck at? I, I think Kenny Pickett, I mean, this is his fourth year starting, and, you know, he, he obviously played some games on his freshman year, but I think he needs to find a way to take take a step to that next level, meaning he needs to kind of carry the team on his back. I mean, I know he's not surrounded with like top tier talent, but I think he's surrounded with enough talent where he, he definitely should be able to throw more than 10 touchdowns in the season, in my opinion, especially going into, you know, his uh, fifth year. I think he just, I don't know if it's the offense. I don't know if the offensive coordinator is limiting, you know, the playbook as opposed to the kind of passes he's able to throw. I don't know if the range had to be taken taken off of him, but he's been, I'll be honest with you, a little average uh, during his whole time there. So it's like, it's one of those things. Well, if it doesn't happen now, when is it going to happen? You know, you know what I mean? So it's, it's one of those things where he, I think he has to step his, elevate his game a little bit and just, I think, take more chances downfield. Again, I'm not sure if it's, sometimes it's hard to figure out whether it's the call, you know, play calling or it's just that the coach realized he's kind of limited in what he can do. And I also think he needs to get back a little bit to, you know, making more plays with his legs. Last year, he did not, he didn't rush for a ton of yards. I mean, not that he was rushing for a ton of yards in the previous years, but he definitely took a step back as far as making plays with his legs. He could scramble, obviously, but I think he needs to get that incorporated to his game a little bit more. Yeah, and especially when you have a quarterback that can do both. It just adds so much to an offense, a whole new dynamic when you have a quarterback that can obviously use his legs as well as throw the ball. One of the key targets for him this season, as it was last year, um, is Jordan Addison. You know, how high are expectations now on him after the season he did have in 2020? Like he led Pitt in receiving as a freshman. And I think that fans and coaches believe that he's, I guess, only going to improve as a player and frankly should improve his stats now in year number two. I definitely agree with that assessment. And I think part of that will be the, the important thing about that will be the need for another receiver to step up and provide that true number two target behind Addison. Um, you know, last year, Addison had the best stats receiving as far as catches, yards, and touchdowns, and just total impact. I think if they could find that number two guy that's consistent, I definitely agree with that assessment that he should uh, definitely improve his numbers. Of course, teams are going to have, you know, have a whole season of film on him. So he'll might he, he'll probably most likely feel, see more double teams this upcoming season, even though he is in the slot. So I think Pitt will... Uh, do a good job of moving him around as well and getting the ball in his hands any way as possible. So to answer your question, I definitely expect a big season out of him. Are there any names that you think could possibly step up and be that number two guy for Pitt to, like you said, kind of take that pressure away from Jordan Addison so that either it draws doubles away from him or that it just, you know, makes defenses more aware that it's not only Addison who could get the ball? Uh, you have uh, Jared Wayne coming back for, I think it's his sophomore year. Shaki Jacques, Luis, I hope I said that right. Um, that's another candidate to help on the receiving end. And I believe the Lucas Crow, Crow, tight end. They haven't really in the past, but I think Lucas Crow is someone, a tight end that Pitt will utilize this upcoming year. So if they can spread the ball around a little bit, provide more targets and more people for the 
defense to really think they'll have to defend, then I think that'll open up things for Addison as well. And also a good running game as well. So And look, obviously a Pat Narduzzi led team is going to be built on his defense. But look, they do have to replace two dominant pass rushers in Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver. What is the plan to replace those two? And what would you consider, I guess, the strengths of this pit defense right now going into the season? The strengths of the defense, I believe, will def- actually will be on the defensive line. And the chef might be spread out a little bit, but there's more, I will say there's more experience coming in a linebacker position, Cam Bright uh, leading the way. And also, as far as your question in regards to the defensive line, they do have at least about five players that were in the rotation. No, four players that were in the rotation last year that should be starters. Uh, you have defensive ends, Deslin Alexandre and John Morgan, that should be, um, will take over the defensive end spots as starters. They saw a lot of snaps last year and definitely showed uh, promise. And then in the interior, you have Kalaja Kansi, who's being looked at as one of the top uh, defensive interior defensive lineman in the ACC headed into the uh, season, and also Devin Danielson, who also started on the interior defensive line, he'll be looked at uh, lead away as well. And you also have Keyshawn Camp coming in. I'm sorry, not coming in, coming back from an injury he suffered last season. So the way Pitt does it, they have a rotation. They got they get a lot of guys in the rotation, and I believe you know it'll be hard to replace Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver. But, you know, they've always found a way to get some, you know, some ballers on the defensive line. So it'll be by committee to try to um, make up for their uh, absence or departure. And, you know, like we all know, obviously, Pat and Arduzzi teams are, are known for their defenses. Um, and, and like you said earlier, the defense certainly hasn't been the issue uh, for Pat and Arduzzi's tenure here um, in Pittsburgh. And a couple more from me. Is there a game on the schedule that I guess you would kind of label like a swing game for Pitt? You know, I went through it, maybe uh, Tennessee, maybe Virginia Tech. Which game would you point out as the one that could kind of dictate the season for the Panthers? You know, I I looked at those two games and I'm going to go with Virginia Tech, mainly because that might set the tone for the following four weeks, because the following four weeks involved them playing Clemson, Miami, and North Carolina. So that's a rough stretch. So if they can win that Virginia Tech game, worst case scenario, you know, they're headed to that stretch three and two. So I think if they can win that game, then they could possibly win one or two of those next uh, four games. I don't think they will be Clemson, but, you know, seeing how, you know, I guess it'll depend on how the season's going, but I think they can possibly beat Miami, North Carolina, but I think that Virginia Tech game will tell a lot. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, with that stretch of, like you said, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, while a win is possible, so is 0-3. So if you don't get that game against Virginia Tech, then you're kind of already behind the eight ball going into probably what I would assume is the toughest stretch of Pitt's season. And, you know, then the the worries begin, really, when if you're possibly sitting two and three and then you go to that three game stretch and you hypothetically go 0 and three or what, two and six. And you're kind of like, you know, we need to win out in order to make a bowl. So at last one from me. We talked about, obviously, individual expectations this year for guys like Kenny Pickett, guys like Jordan Addison. But what about the team? You know, what are your expectations for this program in 2021? Can this team finally push through the eight-win ceiling and reach double digits? I'll I'll be honest with you. I I think they're close to the six six or seven wins this season. Um, I do believe the defense will, once again, be the strong point of this team. But there's a lot of questions on the offensive line and at the running back position. And I'm not sure if that'll be enough for them to... Uh, get to that eight-win plateau, I do think six or seven wins are definitely uh, probably more realistic. Maybe they can steal a game, you know, from as I mentioned, from Miami or North Carolina or even Virginia Tech. But I, I think 
offensive line or running back play. That'll be key. I'm not sure if they have enough in the backfield. So, you know, maybe take the load off of Kenny Pickett as far as the passing game goes and take the load off their defense. So I think six or seven wins in my opinion, are probably what Pitt will get to. You can follow him on Twitter at edobrien247 and make sure to check out panther247.com. Ed, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate you giving me some time today. Hey, no problem at all. Thanks for having me on. Remember that if you like what you hear, make sure to drop us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think. If you have any questions, any ideas for a topic, or if you haven't heard your favorite team yet. My name is Lance Glenn. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. We will be back on Monday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. You deserve the truth. The enemy is at our gates. The fight for humanity. I look at your faces. I do not see defeat. No! And I do not see surrender. It's far from over. You will not make that stand alone. We have something the enemy does not. We have heroes. Halo. New season now streaming. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.